Welcome back to a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey. I'm excited to launch another episode for you all. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. When I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit and run accident while walking home from a friend's birthday. After coming out of a coma and suffering from a traumatic brain injury, or you may know of as a TBI, I soon realized that it was time to put my mental health on a very, very high pedestal. So this podcast is all things mental health. Would it benefit you to hear from mental health professionals and influencers? Would it also add value to your life to hear authentic stories from people talking about their mental health, the issues they face, and how they actively combat them? If so, you're definitely in the right place, and I want to start this episode by congratulating you for making your mental health a priority. On this episode, I'm happy to introduce my guest, Dr. Richard Basio. Richie and I have been friends since school growing up, then traveled to the University of Tampa together. He then went to medical school, graduated the top of his class, and now he's working at a hospital where he comes across mental difficulties on a regular basis. So I had to reach out to him and see if he'd be willing to make a difference together. And he was. So Richie, thanks for joining the show. Hey, Vinny. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. Preview a little bit of your story without giving too much away and touch on where you're at today, what you're working on before we hop in. Okay, right. So yeah, as Vinny mentioned, we grew up together. Uh, great time, great town, Northport in uh, Long Island. Uh, we went to the University of Tampa, where I studied uh, biochemistry. Um, and then applying a little bit late in the game for med school, I actually went to the Caribbean for med school. Um, and that's where I really got serious. It was a great place because I could be away from all distractions and not be kind of in the center of the world like the United States kind of is where you're always worrying about politics and and you know who's doing what you know what's in the Super Bowl it was a nice way to just get away from it all um, that's where I really found my niche uh, I excelled in school because of that I feel like and because of the passion behind you know, what the human body is and, and how science relates and then, uh, yeah, after that, I applied into emergency medicine residency um, for reasons which we'll dive into on the show. Um, on a personal aspect, some of my family members definitely have been affected by mental illnesses um, and substance abuse. And those things kind of drew, drove me into emergency medicine um, and, you know, taking things head on. And so, yeah, so Vinny, what you've been doing, man, has been a real eye-opener to me and to a lot of people, I'm sure. So uh, I appreciate the kind words, bro. Days. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you on, Richie. I know there's going to be a ton of value to deliver to all of our listeners. But something I do each episode before we dive in is I share the mental health story of someone who is famous because I want to let you, all of the listeners, know that you are not alone. I want you to understand that even though someone looks like they are healthy from the outside, that they have a lot of money, they may not be healthy on the inside too. So this article I read from Council Hill was on supernatural TV star actor Jared Padalecki. Listeners, Council Hill is a great resource for all things mental health if you need somewhere to look. This actor spoke about how he was diagnosed with clinical depression as he was filming this hit TV series, Supernatural. He then talks about being passionate about people dealing with this mental health issue because now he lives this life as well. He uses the compa comparison of the TV show to help him get through the problems where he says the characters, Dean and Sam on the show, often deal with something bigger than themselves and that he learned from these two characters that with the support of their friends, they can get through anything. I think it's awesome how he's paying it forward by offering to help people with mental difficulties and he initiated a nonprofit called Always Keep Fighting. 
as bipolar disorder comes with using mental illnesses, he's just doing his part to spread awareness. Richie, what do you feel about that story? Have you heard of that before? So I haven't heard about him in particular, um, uh, but it is impressive that people who uh, do suffer from bipolar disorder can be so productive, famous, and um, really just have a have a such growth in their career. Yet, on that's on the surface, and then what people don't really see is underneath they might be unstable, suffering from certain addictions. Uh, bipolar disorder is, is tough because. People kind of go out on tangents with gambling, uh, not sleeping, uh, thinking of such great ideas that they could change the world. Uh, but it's it's there's no break on the acceleration or the drive, and that can be scary. So um, to have someone go out and be like, you know, this is what I'm suffering with, or this is what people are suffering with, and though it could be a blessing in terms of this is my overdrive, it can also be a curse in that you know they can't slow down. So it is impressive for someone to one, you know, have that under control because people can can really uh, be affected by that, and um, and to also open up about because I'm sure it's very very hard for him. Absolutely. Well, thanks for that great insight, Richie. Now it's time for what I call the main event. Each episode, my guest and I will go over a series of six questions. My goal is to feature many valuable guests on this podcast series, which includes. Doctors, influencers, and people talking about their mental health. I always ask the doctors who join the show a series of six questions, while my patients and non-licensed influencers a slightly different series of six questions. By doing this, I think it allows me to deliver as much value to listeners as possible. You ready to go, Richie? Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. Great. Many would agree that the more common or talked about types of mental illnesses are mood disorders, anxiety disorders, and schizophrenia disorders. What areas do you come across the most? All right, great. So I'd say, so I'm an emergency medicine resident. Um, it's a level one trauma, stroke center, and STEMI center. Those things are, seem like the big things, but a lot of my patients actually come in for mental health disorders. Uh, in the great state of Florida, we have this thing called the Baker Act, which is when someone is uh, deemed essentially mentally unstable, a threat to themselves or others, uh, someone can call out or the cops can call out and have this patient brought in. And uh, I'm the first person to see him in the hospital where I talk to him about what's going on and what's been going on in their life. So I see a ton of substance abuse. Um, and that's not even the psych patient. Sometimes that's just people who are not living a healthy lifestyle. If they're using cocaine, their blood pressure's going up and they're at risk for heart disease. They might be smokers and come in with COPD and or alcoholics and they have liver disease. Um, and so on a medical standpoint, I have, to, I have to evaluate those people. I'm always asking those people, what, you know, what drugs do you take? What hobbies do you have that might not be beneficial to your health? But on the other side, when I deal with what's called the Baker Acts or those people coming in, it's a lot of um, mental disorders, which they don't have. They've kind of lost control. Um, either there's some people who are depressed. There's a lot of people who are suffering from kind of like the other end of the spectrum, which is like schizophrenia. Um, the bipolar disorder, uh, just having delusions, or even sometimes bipolar mania. Yeah, from what I've been reading up about bipolar as I started this series, I never really dealt with that. My personal hard times yeah. came with the anxiety for the most part, which was very prevalent in the beginning after my accident. Sure. But this bipolar, it's very, very scary stuff. And 
That's why with this story with Jared, I do commend him as well for trying to use his voice and his platform to create a positive change. So, Rich, you, you mentioned that you really have a passion for the medical field. That's why you excelled. When did you first decide that a career relating to mental health was the right career for you? So it was probably when I finished, I was getting close to finishing on med school. I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. Um, and med school is kind of cool because at least for me, every field looks appetizing. It looks like, wow, this is a great career. Um, you know, anesthesiology, radiology, surgery. Um, but with my background, especially uh, to get more personal, my mom suffered with alcoholism for a long time. Um, and I, I, I kind of carry, always carried this persona of not being judgmental towards people. Um, so after listening to a lot of people, actually um, kind of like a lot of phil philosophical people um, and mentors, uh, Jordan Peterson, to give a shout out, is probably my favorite. But obviously there's Anthony Robbins, Jim Rohn. Vinny Lancey, Eric Thomas. These people are great. Um, and what it made me realize is I want to face my fears of the things I'm scared of. And, and it's important to understand why I was scared of them. So in emergency medicine, I kind of look at it like a battlefield. Like you're in the trenches. There's things going on. You can't control. Anything can happen at any moment. And I knew that if there was a career to prepare me for life, that this was it. So... I essentially did it <laughs> because I was scared of it and because I knew of what kind of person it would build me into if I were ever to take the bull by the horns. That's an incredible answer. And our listeners obviously don't know you the way I do, but I know that's exactly the truth, my man. Proud to call you a friend. What advice can you give your listeners as what could be considered a potential early sign that they may start to develop a mental illness? Uh, Good question, man. It's tough because there's some people who who kind of yeah, I, I think of mental illness as two spectrums. And I think other people kind of define it as this way. There's anxiety, stress, depression, and then there's schizophrenia, mania, delusions. I feel like on on the former where people are having depression or anxiety, uh, great signs are always and what I always ask people are like sleep. Like when's the last time you got a good night's sleep? You know? How, how have you been sleeping this week? Um, and that's, that's always kind of a telltale sign. I can just look them in the eyes and, and, and they, they know it themselves. They say, no, I'm not doing so well. And then drinking, drugs, you know. What, what do you have control over in your life? Because like unfortunately, that. Yeah. people are using these, these things to kind of help them feel like they have some control. Or it's an addiction that they're essentially is running their life. So. Um, other than that, school. I love asking about school. You know, how's school going? What's your interest? What's your hobbies? Um, and typically, when people don't might not realize that they're kind of going in the wrong direction, because I, I think that's really what anxiety and depression is: is is people are going unfortunately in the wrong direction. They just don't know it. You know, I think if if everyone were to just get a tap on the shoulder and say, "Hey, go this direction," and like a non-biased you know, uh, non-judgmental attitude, then, and they would take it, then people would, would get away from the anxiety, the depression. Um, but it's, it's really just a, a falling out of good habits and picking up of, of bad habits. And uh, sometimes, obviously, everyone goes through stressors, but um, 
you know, having the good habits is what makes a difference, which we'll talk about. I love the way you kind of put that where you simplify it. It's your life choices that can maybe control you having a new type of mental illness. If you're right. partying a lot, if you're not sleeping and it all seems like common sense and it makes sense, but it's a great way to put it. I mean, Vinny, like, you know, social media, um, the stress, everyone's connected to everyone. It's, you, you know, anxiety is so common. It's, yeah. it's like, it seems like who doesn't have anxiety, you know? If, well, I think if it's even don't... more so because people are talking about it now, too. So other people mm-hmm. are feeling more comfortable. I mean, I read some articles on the masculinity aspect, how men sometimes historically are maybe a little hesitant to share their open feelings, thinking it makes oh, them yeah. less manly. But I don't really find that to be an issue for me. You know, I'm more in the business of helping people. And if I can share my story to one extra person, why not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's, it's a responsibility. And that's, it's, it's kind of part of life to just, um, you know, help people and take on responsibilities. Absolutely, man. If you could pick three, Richie, and only three, what would the three most important things that our listeners can do on a (laughs) daily basis to improve their mental health? The best change I made in my life, and this is so simple, and it's, it's literally like the start of the new year has been amazing is go for a 15-minute walk in the morning. Ah. Uh, grab an energy drink, grab a coffee, something to kind of wake you up, and you'll be amazed. Just do it once, I dare you, uh, with how you feel leaving your house and time yourself. Go for a 15-minute walk. J- try and stay off the cell phone. Just appreciate nature. Appreciate the sounds around you and, and like kind of the, you know, your environment. And, uh, you know, have a little ca- coffee, water, caffeine, once you get back, see how you feel. See how your brain is just feeling so much more like um, ready for the day. So that'd be number one. Number two is working out. I, I mean, I was fortunate. I, I grew up with a very athletic-based family. Like all my siblings played sports. Uh, a lot of you guys, my friends. So uh, studies show that like working out is as effective, if not more effective, as uh, antidepressants so I and antidepressants, not a lot of people understand it takes four to six weeks to start seeing results so someone can be depressed and then like you know they'll be taking an antidepressant it, it doesn't do anything the first 21 days sometimes um whereas working out you, know, you get the results immediately so i mean if 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 ever anything and sometimes sometimes my body feels weak so instead i'll go for a cardiovascular thing i'll go for a run or need to kind of like wake up the the blood flow whereas other times maybe it's like stress and i, I like to like power lift or or um hit the weights so you know either or i think is great it's it's kind of what what works for you and your body and, and where you are at that time uh number three yeah you see this is tough because now i get one more uh, uh, all right, we'll make it a three and a four if, if they're that close. We'll we'll make it happen. All right, three. I would say, you know, t- take on your fears. That's it. Uh, call the people that you've been scared to call and reach out to just because you might be shy. Do the things that you're uncomfortable with because you know you 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 become a bit like a stronger person every time you get a little bit outside your comfort zone. Uh, you build your personal space, that circle, a little bit larger, a little bit larger. And I feel like as humans, human race, we're, we're meant to be connected to other people. We're meant to have relationships. It seems so natural, yet 
uh, as we talked about with anxiety and social media, people are kind of skewing away from opening up their personal space. Um, so uh, yeah, I'd say take on your fears. I think those are some great examples. I'll agree with you. The antidepressants after my accident, I was kind of given a lot of medicine just because they thought a lot of things were going to happen, the depression, all of these things. And yeah. me being an Italian as well, the impatience was there. And I'm seeing these pills not do much, but <laughs> but eventually, man, I'll tell you, I weaned myself off of all of that stuff because I found myself, for my anxiety, at one point I had a clonopin before bed after my accident. And then I realized when I ran out of my script, I just could not fall asleep. And I said, this will be a lifelong problem yeah. if I don't start wearing away. So what do I do? I incorporate the gym. As an entrepreneur, we have a little bit of a different schedule. My gym, I go at about 2 or 3 a.m., do the weights. And I'll hit the cardio later in the day if I, I take my day, my rest days, obviously. But for me, the endorphins I release when working out is a major dividend. And I am going to also incorporate that 15-minute walk when I am in Florida, not when I'm visiting my folks oh, in New York. Because, but thanks cool. for that, Richie. Those are some yeah. short-term initiatives. Now touch on two longer-term commitments that sure. our listeners can create a healthy mindset with. Sure. So... For long-term commitments, I'd say, you know, look at the people you're dating. And this kind of gets personal. Um, everyone has, like, a fantasy spouse. Um, and they think that life would be so great if you're with that person. Um, but I really encourage people to maybe date someone that challenges you. Uh, that does destroy your ego a little bit in order to build it up. Because those are the people that... You know, they're not going to pat you on the back every time you do nothing. And they're going to be impressed when you do do something. And they might have positive attributes. You know, it's not always physical or, you know, what they, how much money they have. It's, it's really about who they are as, as a human. You know, so think about the people. If, if you're single, if you're dating, then, um, you know, have an open verbal relationship. Be honest. Honesty is, is, uh, like everything. When I say about going in the wrong direction, I feel like a lot of it's because people aren't being honest with other people or aren't being honest with themselves. Um, and it's okay. Those, those are scary boxes to open. So I'd say, you know, look at who you're dating um, or who you're associating with. You know, as you've probably heard, a lot of people say you are the average of the six people you hang out with. So you, you do want to have a good circle as well. I love um, that. Love that. Second long-term goal, I'd say for mental illness, is passion or stability and education. So a lot of people have kind of, I call it the creative curse. And I think my mom being an artist and inheriting some of that, I kind of have some of that. Where I want to dive into music. I want to dive into... Um, like cultures and and there's so much art around us that is amazing but not having um, kind of like a, a steady gig while I try and explore those things can be super devastating it can be hard for financial reasons for relationship reasons and for you know anyone depending on myself so you know I'd say I said try and find stability um, because if you have stability, if you have a, and it's about balance too. If you have great friends, a great job, a great girl or boyfriend or husband or wife, um, hobbies, then 
if one of those things goes, your whole life doesn't go into disaster mode. You know, that's why people who, who just date people like one other person and they're stuck by the hip and that's all that they do. If that goes away, they become like emotionally unstable. Obviously there's other reasons, but or deeper mental reasons, but, um, you know, you need balance. You need pillars. Cause if you have a great job, then okay, at least you can go to a job and you have great friends. You can hang out with them and you like the gym and you can do that. Or, you know, if your job isn't working out, then those other three things will be helping you. And so I'd say find balance and be careful of the creative curse. Although I do want people to go and achieve the things that they're scared of, you know, for, then do that, but have a good foundation because foundations are Great answers. Now let's head into number six. What a great episode, Richie. What are some ways that you plan on raising some awareness for mental health in the future, whether it's in the hospital, on your own? What are some ideas you're working with? So when I, I love actually seeing the Baker Acts. I love seeing the patients in the hospital who might have just had the, a, a real bad day. It might not be the worst day of their life, but it's a bad day and they're unstable for some reason. And I always pull up a chair, sit down next to them, and and kind of just have a talk. We have we have like a one-on-one. I I mean, if it's a guy, it's like the man talk, girl, we just you know we just talk. But I like to encourage those people. I think that if I could do anything, it'd be to encourage people, maybe on a personal level, one-on-one when I talk to them, have them believe in themselves. Because to encourage someone is to instill courage. I mean, the potential is endless. I, as of right now, being a resident, I feel like that's the most I can do. Um, my time is is kind of limited because we work a good amount of hours. And thankfully, I love my career. But um, you know, once once I get done with residency, we'll we'll see. I mean, like I said, that creative uh, curse is is gonna have to really unravel with me. And, and I'll probably find other ways to reach out to people and talk to them. Um, I love what you're doing. Maybe we could talk, you know, a year from now or something or more often. And uh, Oh, yeah, man. We're definitely going to do that um, on both podcasts. I need to bring back certain guests that feel like the, that they would be open to coming back because uh, my listeners, I know, are going to be attached to everybody I bring on the show because I work hard to find people that are going to give them that good value. Thanks for everything today, Richie. I appreciate everything you've done with all the value. I really enjoyed, like I said before, the advice you gave for the short-term solutions, the 15-minute walk, working out. And I really also enjoyed how you simplified things and also said, slow down, look around you, your family, your friends, your hobbies. A lot of these things are preventable with what you're doing. So awesome, awesome. It's time for the last word, Richie. I do this on my other podcast too, which is what it's really like to be an entrepreneur because I want our Mm -hmm. listeners to really get to know our guests. Is there something you'd like to share with our listeners that we didn't get to touch on yet today? Hmm. What would I like to share on? I feel like we reached a lot. We did. Um. Last word. Yeah, Vin. I think what you're doing is really cool. Uh, entrepreneurship. Um. And I think that people should really just take that first step to to make a difference. Um. Yeah. You know, try try and help someone out today. If you hear this podcast, just do one kind thing for one good person, or do one thing outside your comfort zone and see and see how how you feel after that. Yeah. That's a great last word, and it's true. I mean, you know, you went to school with me. I did a few degrees, and as great as the money is, 
I had my accident and this is something I'm passionate about. And I commend you as well. You're in the trenches every day, working with people, making a difference every single day, whether you realize it or not. So I do, yeah. do think that's awesome, man. Please go ahead and share your social media if you have a website or any projects you're working on so our listeners can get in touch with you, follow your journey. I know you have that special new account on Instagram for your Yeah, so I um I've been a little bit behind with uh, my uh side account on Instagram, which is Doctor's Formula, um, where I do want to talk about health, nutrition, mental health, and just kind of medical stuff in general. Um, because I like to I want to bridge the gap between uh, like a population's general understanding of medicine and where doctors are, because the biggest challenge we have is to communicate well, um, where we use different languages. So simplify things would be, I think, be the idea of that account. But anyways, you can find me at Dr. Basio. It's Dr. Underscore Basio. Um, B as in boy, O C C I O, at on um, Instagram. That's probably the best way to reach out to me if anyone needs to talk, has any questions, or uh, just wants to follow and see what's going on in my life. I appreciate the open invitation to the listeners. Thanks again, Richie. Everybody, remember, you can also check out the show on Instagram and Facebook at A Mental Health Break, and we're on Twitter at Podcasts by Lancey. I'm at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is VincentALancey.com. Be sure to check out my book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption on Amazon now, and DM me or email me. Let me know what you think. If you liked today's episode, please continue listening and rate A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey five stars. I work very hard to find value delivering stories for you on each episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey. Mm-hmm.